Hey guys and gals and all my best pals, you're listening to the Back When Podcast, a show that explores the pop culture of the 1980s and 1990s. Why? Because those are the years I grew up in. I'm your host, the one and only Big Ed. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and join in on the discussion on today's episode. And now, on with the show. Uh, those of you who grew up in the 80s and 90s, uh, mainly the 90s at this time, is going to recognize that song as the theme song from Beverly Hills 90210. Is that what this episode is about? Nah, not really. It's uh, about a couple of things from the 90s, really. Um, decided to give you a break from the 80s for a little bit and go with something a little more recent, I guess you can say. Uh, the 1990s. I got a list of 10 items. Uh, I'm just going to touch on some of the stuff could actually be an entire episode if we wanted it to be but right now I'm just gonna go over them and quick little blurbs about what I thought about them and should any of it uh, grab you and make you uh, think of some other stuff for it hey by all means enter it in the comments on the Facebook page or Instagram or message me either way it's all good so without further ado here are some of the things there's only one that is not related to television, so I'll get that out of the way real quick. Uh, scrunchies. Okay, hair ties. Uh, I've noticed those are back out again, the particular style from then. And uh, some people I grew up with are excited to have those back again. But here's what I didn't understand. Okay, it's a hair tie. Why the hell are you wearing it on your wrist? Anyways, <laughs> that's all I got. I didn't have hair long enough to worry about a hair tie. So on to the next one. And this one was funny. There was a show called uh, Dawson's Creek, and it had uh, James Vanderbeek in there, uh, Katie Holmes, Michelle Williams was on there. Uh, she was the character brought in to kind of whore it up a little bit. Um, and, God, I can't remember the actor who played Pacey, Dawson's best friend. But either way, it was a good show, you know, not too bad. Uh, I liked it, uh, although, good Lord, Dawson, Joey sneaking into your room all the time through your window and you don't do anything she throws herself at you and you don't do a damn thing and here i am thinking oh yeah i uh, got right in there <laughs> no um but still <laughs> it's easy to monday morning quarterback from the couch watching this right um okay when i was growing up in the 90s tuesday night had uh, home improvement on right so I graduate high school, all of that, enlist in the Army, go through basic, go through AIT, all of that stuff, get stationed overseas in Germany. And I'm thinking, oh, hey, Tuesday night, sweet. I can put on Home Improvement so I don't miss any of that. I love that show. No, we didn't get it on Armed Forces Network. So on Tuesday nights at I think it was 8 o'clock was the time for that I was used to Home Improvement, we got Dawson's Creek. <laughs> so, okay, great. I guess I got to keep up on that show. But the funny thing was the next morning. You'd come down into the platoon office, and you'd see all these soldiers standing around, sitting around, whatever, before work started for the day, just moaning and griping and pissing about uh, Dawson and Joey and how Dawson just couldn't pull the trigger, just couldn't get out of his own way and hook up with Joey. It was just hilarious. That was our soap opera, I guess, um, for all us Army guys then. It was hilarious. 
and now we got uh, another show. Um, I enjoyed it a little bit. It was called uh, Boy Meets World. I want to say it had Fred Savage's younger brother on there. I could be wrong. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, people. But anyway, that was a good show. You had um, this teacher on there named Mr. Feeney, a great actor, also played the voice of Kit on Knight Rider from the 1980s. A uh, great character actor. And um, Mr. Feeney, man, all the students would go to him with any of their troubles. He was always the teacher everybody wished that they could have in high school or middle school or whatever, right? Everybody wished they could just have one teacher like him. Well, I was lucky enough growing up that I had several. I had um, Mr. Bowers, who was an English teacher, and I believe he was also Arizona history for me in uh, middle school or junior high school, as we called it. Um, he was amazing. I actually still talk to him to this day. Great guy. Uh, Mr. Dave Copps in high school, he was my psychology teacher. And um, the best, best subject I ever had, current events. Uh, it was a fantastic, fantastic class, and he was an amazing teacher. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, he was amazing. Not another like him. Uh, freshman year in high school, I had Scott Meyer. He was the... Uh, choir director at the high school there for a while and uh he was awesome as well um he would always ask me to come back to the music department but i never did after my freshman year and i regret it because I, I loved it i had a great time in there and uh fifth grade one of my favorite teachers of all time mr kevin mitchell he was amazing he was also my older teacher and my older teacher oh my gosh my older sister's uh fifth grade teacher as well uh he was just fantastic teacher um my wife actually ended up working with him in the district for a while too really love those people i wanted to be a teacher because of them because they were just amazing with students um but that never happened never pulled the trigger on becoming a teacher but they were amazing examples of what i would have liked to have been if i was a teacher so anyways kudos to them they were amazing putting up with us for all those years um so anyway, yeah, if you get a chance, watch some uh, Boy Meets World reruns and look at Mr. Feeney. That guy was amazing. Anyway, uh, on to another great 90s uh, cartoon, actually, this one. Um, <laughs> not really one you'd see on Saturday mornings. Uh, Beavis and Butthead. That was fantastic on um, MTV. Um, by this time, MTV was definitely getting away from a lot of music videos, and they were going to more regular original programming and stuff like um, road rules and all those um, remote control, all those awesome shows that they had. But Beavis and Butthead was done by Mike Judge. And it was basically a cartoon about these two teenagers, uh, Butthead with a big old mouthful of metal, a bunch of his uh, you know braces on there, and Beavis, his blonde-haired buddy. They were two metalheads. Uh, they would sit around and watch TV all day and comment about the videos. So it was kind of cool. You got to see music videos that way and some of the most off-the-wall ones, too. So they would rip on those. Um, they would play frog golf. Uh, Beavis would turn into Cornholio saying he needed TP for his bunghole, which, of course, that meme is going all over Facebook and social media now because of the <laughs> uh, moon floss shortage there for the TP. But anyway, uh, then they had this old man in there, Mr. Anderson, who was hilarious, who eventually ended up turning into Hank Hill for King of the Hill. But uh, <laughs> one of the quotes that always made me laugh is, like, you the boys have been whacking off my tool shed? <laughs> I know, horrible impression. But anyway, it was just hilarious to hear some old man talking to these kids about whacking off in his tool shed. 
<laughs> always made me laugh. Still makes me laugh to this day. It's just a crack up. They did bring it back for a very short time. Um, God, I could be wrong on here, but I want to say it was within the last two years. Um, time flies so fast now, it seems. It could have been longer. Yeah, it didn't last that long. Um, it had its time. We all loved it in the 90s. Uh, I just don't think the word got out there enough for all of us to get back on there and give it another shot. But it was good. I, I uh, It had its time in the 90s, and I loved it. It was fantastic. Uh, let's see, another time, uh, TGIF. Um, ABC, Friday nights. You'd have Family Matters, Full House, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. And then usually they would have a fourth one that would kind of anchor it a little bit too. But if that didn't work, they'd bring in another one. They would try out a lot of new shows during um, TGIF because they already figured they got you locked in. You're watching all those shows. Why not hang in and watch for another one? Um, One of the funniest things, that show Full House, uh, then Netflix brought up Fuller House, which was the kids being older and raising their own families. And the original... Uh, cast members, uh, you know, Uncle Jesse, the dad, um, Dave Coulier, all of them would show up on there. And uh, Lori Laughlin, Aunt Becky, until she ended up breaking the law, was showing up on there. Um, yeah, Netflix canceled that show, I think, after four seasons or whatever. But um, it was kind of a little retro thing, everybody getting their redos back on there. And they did it with a couple other 90s shows. Uh, the funny thing is Bob Saget, who played this very wholesome dad, right? And he was also the host of America's Funniest Home Videos forever. Um, yeah, he played this really wholesome guy, but in real life, God, the guy's just dirty, just raunchy. If you get a chance, look up Bob Saget's stand-up or just any interviews with him on um, like Howard Stern or anything like that. Oh, my God, the guy is just filthy. It's amazing. It's so great to see him be himself and not this wholesome TV dad or America's Funniest Home Video guy. And then to hear him talk about the videos that they would get on America's Funniest Home Videos, people would actually send in videos um, that they knew weren't going to make the show, obviously. They were videos of, like, husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend going at it just so Bob Saget would see them. That's it. I kind of, like, rang their bell, so to speak, to know that somebody was going to be watching that, I guess. Um, yeah. Oh, it's great to hear him talk about that. It's something you definitely need to look up. (laughs) Uh, number seven on our list. We seem to be blowing right through these today. So, all right. Saved by the bell. I got a little bit more to say about this one. Uh, that was a great show. I I loved it. Zach Morris, AC Slater, uh, Screech was my least favorite. Uh, who was also Lisa Turtle, Jesse Spano and Kelly Kapowski. Um, were the main characters. It was an awesome show. Mark Paul Gosseler, uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Lark Voorhees, Dustin Diamond. Oh, my God. A.C. Slater's name, totally. Mario Lopez. And Elizabeth Berkley, who went on to Showgirls fame. <laughs> what a horrible movie that was. Anyways, uh, it was a great show. The first season was garbage to me. Um, they, it was, I think it was them in middle school, and the teacher was Miss Bliss. Um, Haley Mills of Disney fame, Parent Trap, and all that, all those stupid movies from way back when. Um, God, I hated those first few seasons. It was horrible. I think it was, I'm sorry, the first season, horrible. And they tried it. It was supposed to be like Good Morning with Miss Bliss or something like that is what it was originally supposed to be called. Um, but it was Saved by the Bell and is what they ended up with. 
the first season was garbage. So once that was over with, it was time to go to high school. And, you know, you had Mr. Belding and all that. Oh, so much better. So much better of a, of a show than doing all the high school stuff. Who cares about the middle school stuff? The show was just not that great. And you still had Zach Morris, who was, you know, a little troublemaker and Mr. Popular with the blonde hair and all of that, blah, blah, blah. You know, but it was better to see them in the high school setting, I thought. And having the principal, Mr. Belding, and then, of course, various teachers, as you had when you went to high school, was a lot better than them all being stuck in Miss Bliss's class. And her voice just drove me up the wall. Um, and then, of course, being in high school, they were able to cover other topics, um, a little bit more serious topics, I guess. I don't remember a whole lot of the serious topics, but I do remember the one episode. It's not supposed to be funny, but it made me laugh. Uh, Jesse is uh, studying for finals or college entrance exams or something like that. So in, another to get through all her studying, she's taking, um, quote, caffeine pills. Uh, ended up the episode was supposed to be focusing on speed. She was taking speed, methamphetamine, right, so that she could stay awake for days and days and get all her studying done. Well, yeah, uh, the powers that be said, nope. Sorry, we're not ready to tackle speed among students. So, you know, America's not ready for that episode. We need to change that a little bit. So fine. Okay, we'll make it caffeine pills. That's what they said. So, uh, yeah, they said parents and kids weren't ready to deal with all of that stuff yet. Well, evidently, they must have forgot about all those after school specials that we got uh, treated with, so to speak, that we had to endure. Or, of course, when they would say on the next very special episode of Blossom. You know, it's like every time you heard it was a very special episode. You knew they were going to cover something bad or something heavy, you know, like uh, so-and-so losing their virginity or so-and-so having to drink at a party, you know, uh, smoke a cigarette. Oh, oh my God. You know, all those, all those things that were huge deals, especially growing up anyway. Um, I loved that show. It was great. Uh, let's see. They brought on, oh, God, the wife from King of Queens. I can't think of her name right now. Leah Remini. When they all worked at the beach for the summer, they worked at some beach resort, and uh, that was pretty cool. Um, interesting. These kids always got the best jobs. Uh, the best stuff happened to these kids. Boy, I'll tell you. Uh, the wonderfully believable world of television. You got to love it. Uh, get more into that here on another one. But uh, that was a good show. I enjoyed it. And then they tried doing uh, Say by the Bell of College Years. Um, most of the girls didn't come back for that one. Um, it was Slater, Screech, and Zach um, who did it. And the last season they brought back uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, and one of the others came back, but it wasn't enough to save it. They ended up canceling the show. Uh, but it wasn't that bad. It just wasn't the same. It wasn't them in high school. And I believe they even did a movie, like a two-hour movie on television, where it was the wedding of uh, Zach and Kelly or something like that. But anyways, they tried hanging on to that, squeezing all the cash they could out of that cash cow. And uh, they held on for a little too long, just like they do with some of the other stuff I've discussed. But anyway, it was a good show. I enjoyed it. Hopefully you did, too. Another one I enjoyed a whole lot, uh, ER. I love a lot of those medical dramas and crime dramas and all of that stuff. It's some of the best stuff I like to watch. Um, that show, I've never seen a show to this day that was more 
um, God, what's the word I can say? They were just the best at integrating new characters in to the show and phasing the old, the more veteran ones on the show out at the same time. You'd start to see a newer character show themselves a little bit, and you're like, oh, here's going to be the new regular. You know, who else is leaving? You know, and then you'd see Anthony Edwards leave or George Clooney's character leave, you know, but then you already were used to this newer person too. So it really wasn't so much of, you know, when someone leaves a show devastated and, oh my God, I hope their ratings are still going to be good since they lost that big star or whatever. And yeah, never had a problem. I mean, that show went on for a long time. Uh, I recently just started watching it again. I want to say on Hulu and holy crap, what a depressing show. (laughs) Still a great show, but Man, a lot of heavy episodes, a lot of heavy episodes. And there's one thing I learned from there. It's if I'm ever in Chicago and I get hurt, uh, I'm not going to a Chicago hospital, man. Nope. No way. Not this guy. Good Lord. Bombs going off in the hospital. Helicopter crashes coming off the roof. Uh, shootings, stabbings, um, huge virus outbreaks, you know. Crazy, all in this one hospital there. It was just funny. And now one of my favorites is uh, Chicago Med, Chicago PD, and Chicago Fire. Good God. Could any more bad crap happen in Chicago? I mean, I know it's the what murder, ca- murder capital of the United States, but God dang. Just at the hospitals alone and the crap that happens at the police stations and the fire departments. Ugh, God. Love you, Chicago, but good Lord. Anyways. Great stuff. Love those shows. If you're not a fan of them or you haven't really caught um, the new Chicago shows that are on TV, every Wednesday night is Chicago night. You got to watch them. They're fantastic. You can watch them on Hulu. Um, Love it. Fantastic. Uh, Another great show, which I think was one of the more realistic TV shows to show really what family life was all about and actually like, uh, Roseanne. Man, I loved that show. The beginning of the show, the theme song, always great. Um, but it really showed what, you know, blue-collar families went through. You know, you didn't have all the money. Not everybody was driving the great car, getting the most amazing job, going on the most amazing trips. No, you saw a family struggling to make ends meet. Pay the bills all the time. Do this, do that. Okay, which bill do we pay this week, you know? Because we still got to be able, to be able to buy groceries. Oh, gosh. Okay. You know, Dan struggling to get certain drywall jobs or do this or do that. It was great. You really saw, I think, the most realistic picture of an American family, middle class family especially. Um, the last season was just complete garbage. Um, spoiler alert, but it ended up all being a dream that they had won the lottery or whatever. Um, so... <laughs> If you haven't seen that by now, oops, sorry for the spoiler. Um, but the final episode was cool because it turned to find out, you know, this the whole series was Roseanne's book that she was writing. And she'd always wanted to be a writer and all that. And you, you hear that throughout the show. And Dan had built her a writing room in the basement and all that. Well, at the end, she says, well, in my book, I always portrayed these two together. But in real life, this one and this one were dating and got married and had kids and all that. And so you see this whole other way the show could have gone. And you're like, whoa, well, that's cool, you know. And it's just the way they did it was fantastic. And um, so years and years go by. The show's over. And Netflix decides they're going to do a Roseanne. 
everybody called it a reboot, but it wasn't a reboot. They didn't redo anything. They just picked up, you know, years in the future. The original cast all came back. And it was really cool because you saw they were struggling, still in the same house. You know, they rebuilt all the sets amazingly. Um, You saw them just, you know, yeah, the kids are moved out of the house. Now the kids have their own families and now they have issues. You know, it was really cool to see the way that they did that first season. I loved it. And then um, just like everything else today, somebody got butt hurt over something that Roseanne said on social media. So she was fired from her own show and and they brought the show back as the Connors. And I'm sorry, without Roseanne, it's just not the same show. Uh, they should have just told her, don't do that anymore and brought her back. Didn't bother me what she said. And it was amazing. It was such a great show with her on it. And I've tried watching it since uh, they fired her and it's a big old turd. I don't like it. So the first season was good. The rest of it's garbage on uh, this new series, The Connors. And then another one that was kind of funny to me, um, moving on from Roseanne now, was, God, all the talk shows back in the 90s. God, there was just so many of them. Uh, to rattle off some, Jerry Springer, Jenny Jones, Sally Jesse Raphael, Jane Whitney. Not one a whole lot of people know. I know it because in my current events class, I had to write a weekly report on one of her episodes and present it to the class, which was amazing. So I was allowed to swear as long as I held up air quotes. And there was a lot of swearing on that show. Uh, you had Montel Williams and then, to me, the best talk show host, Phil Donahue. Um, then you had Geraldo Rivera and Morton Downey Jr. Phil Donahue was a great show uh, towards the end of the ratings, yeah. Or towards the end of his show, he started getting into more of the tabloid stuff on his show that a lot of the others were getting into because, well, that's where the ratings were going. Everybody wanted to see the trash TV. I mean, even Oprah did trash TV. Everybody seems to think she's you know, God, when it comes to talk shows, but sorry. Uh, Jerry Springer. I remember the first time I ever saw an episode of Jerry Springer. Uh, me and my buddy Pat and his family, we were out at Burrow Creek, this place we always had to, they always liked to go. I went with them this time and we were swimming and cliff diving and all that, or at least Pat was. I sure as hell wasn't cliff diving. Nope. That's a big nope for me. Um, we got back late that night and we get into his room, turn on the TV, and there's a Jerry Springer episode on. First time I'd ever seen it, and it was late night, so it wasn't censored. I couldn't believe it, just on regular TV. This, uh, I remember the premise of it, this guy's, it was making dreams come true or something like that, and this guy's girlfriend always wanted to pose for a magazine like Playboy, Penthouse, whatever, right? So... They brought a Playboy photographer in. He supposedly he was a Playboy photographer. I mean, I don't know. And they got her all dolled up in a wig and makeup and almost nothing to wear. And so they were doing just lingerie pictures of her. Like, oh, okay, okay. And then halfway through the photo shoot, they told her to take the bra off and all this. So there she was, stark raving naked on uh, <laughs> on stage. It was awesome. <laughs> Me and my buddy Pat were like, whoa. <laughs> Anyways, anyways, I was kind of hooked on Jerry Springer after that. <laughs> uh, then you got uh, Jenny Jones. That was kind of a cool show. Um, uh, Sally Jesse Raphael. God, what was her her trademark? Was these big red rim glasses, and she had this bright red hair. She was awesome. Um, one of my favorite things that she was doing for a while is she'd get troubled teens on her show, and then she'd ship them off to this 
boot camp in Chicago, which is where her show was based out of. And the real life guy from um, Lean on Me, who Morgan Freeman played uh, Joe. God, I can't think of his last name. But anyway, the guy who turned that whole school around and got their test scores up and everything. Well, the real guy was now a warden at this children's um, boot camp facility where basically they used drill sergeants to get through to these kids and teach them how to hopefully straighten up and fly right. And, oh, my God, those kids would damn near piss their pants. Because halfway through the show, Sally would be like, well, tired of hearing it, and she'd blow a whistle, and here would come the drill sergeants out, load them up in a van, and take them away. It was fantastic. Man, those kids were scared shitless. It reminds me of when I went to boot camp. As soon as those doors shut and you hear those drill sergeants, you're like, what? the hell did I get myself into? <laughs> but it was awesome. Uh, don't regret it for a minute. Uh, Geraldo Rivera, uh, everybody remembers the white supremacists on his show. Chair flying through the air, hits him in the nose, breaks his nose. I mean, that was one of his big things that made him as a talk show. Um, then, of course, his big flop on TV, he was going to open one of Al Capone's vaults, and everyone's like, oh, my God, there's going to be all this money in there and this and that. Now, just a bunch of empty bottles. They found nothing in it. It was humiliating for him. Morton Downey Jr., this guy smoked like a freight train on his show. He had a really loud mouth. Uh, didn't matter if you cared what he thought about anything he was going to tell you. Anyway, if you didn't like it, he kicked you off his show. It was fantastic. A lot of those shows, it was just off-the-wall guests. Um, nudity, like I said, especially on the Jerry Springer one. A lot of it, um, coming to find out later, a lot of it was staged, um, especially in the later years of Jerry Springer. Um, he even admits it. Ah, who cares? We were just trying to have fun and entertain. Uh, just good trash, really, to watch on TV. If you're like, you know, I just want to watch other people's lives who will make me feel a little bit better about myself, turn on those shows, and it was all just scripted trash, come to find out. But it was good stuff. You know, whatever. <laughs> Quality programming, right? Um, that's really about it. I mean, there was a lot of, there was a lot of good stuff in the 90s on TV and even in the 80s. But uh, we're not going to the 80s this time. We're going to the 90s. And it was just, it was fantastic TV. I really enjoyed a lot of it. And we'll dive into more of that stuff in later episodes and all of that. It's just, um, I remember watching a lot of good TV. Uh, don't, I went out and had my fun too growing up. I mean, let's not kid each other here. It was a great time. You didn't just sit at home all the time and stay glued to the TV. Once you got older, you got to go out and have a whole lot of fun. But, uh. We'll delve into those memories later. <laughs> so on that note, I hope everybody out there is uh, staying safe, staying home. And uh, to all my listeners out there, I really appreciate you, both of you. Thank you. <laughs> so without further ado, this is me saying uh, bye-bye.